You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Katschmans, and this is our latest look at the Atlanta Braves. I'm joined by Mark Bowman. And, Mark, uh, obviously it was a pretty active early hot stove season for the Braves, uh, coming off some serious strides in the second half of 2016. They sought to address their rotation. They did so in a fairly aggressive way uh, with some quick signings of Bartolo Colon and R.A. Dickey to one-year deals, uh, acquired Jaime, Jaime Garcia from the Cardinals. Uh, he's also under wraps for one year. So obviously, you know, short-term veteran variety, but it adds a lot of credibility to that rotation. Um, the, uh, I don't know if you want to call it the elephant in the room or what, but they're, certainly the, bride, the, the Braves were tied to some bigger names uh, in the trade market. You know, Chris Sales, Jose Quintana, that sort of thing. Even uh, John Capalella, <laughs> on our website, uh, dropped the name of Chris Archer as, as uh, what he wants for Christmas. Um, but it, it doesn't seem like uh, with where this club is at and its rebuild, um, to totally blow up the farm system for one of those guys doesn't seem to make uh, a ton of sense, although sometimes, uh, you know, things, things make more sense than, than they seem. What, what are your thoughts on, on the rotation as it stands today and, are there any chances of, of maybe a big name still joining this bunch uh, before 2017 begins? So when Coffee has his phone in his hand, there's always a chance. You know, this guy, <laughs> this guy never stops, uh, you know, evaluating and you know, putting pieces together and saying, "Well, does this make sense? Does that make sense?" Because, you know, hey, look, the Chris Archer, the Chris Sale uh, deal basically ended with this. I mean, the conversation was this: we want. Um, you know, the Braves have been looking at Chris Sale for four years. They called him back. So they look, it looks like he may be more available this year. What's it going to take? The White Sox said Danby Swanson. The Braves said no. Uh, the Braves said, does he have to be involved? And they said yes. They said, what if we give you every other minor league leaguer in our system? <laughs> and the White Sox said no. So that that's about how far the Sox progressed. Um, and, you know, for Chris Archer, uh, you know, obviously Coffey has made it known. There, there's still some interest. But from, from what I can tell, the, the Rays' uh, ask still hasn't neared the Braves' comfort zone. And, and yeah. I think the Braves have to look at what they have. You, you, you try to – you go get – yeah, it'd be nice to have Chris Archer in that contract. You know, it's one of the friendliest contracts in the game. Uh, but there's a potential that, you know, to get – to get Chris Archer, they might have to give up at least two Chris Archers. Or, you know, you, yeah. their strength and their rebuild is through this depth, the amount of pitchers that they've, they've compiled. You don't want to take away from that depth too much because you really don't know exactly who's going to hit. You look at that next wave. I mean, you've got Matt Whistler and Aaron Blair. You can't give up on that. you get got a pretty good feel where Mike fulton is going. Uh, now this next wave, you've got Sean Newcomb, Patrick Weigel, um, Max Freed, you know, you, you're optimistic about all three. Well, we were really optimistic about Aaron Blair and, and Matt Whistler at this time last year. You know, maybe one of these guys hits, maybe one doesn't. Then all of a sudden, you got your next wave with the Allards and um, and then some of the guys that, that even they, they drafted this past year um, on the way. So you don't want to take away from that depth just to go out and get a Chris Archer. You may you may have been tempted to do so for Chris Sale. I think I, I'm going to put Chris Sale in a different category than Chris Archer. Um, you know, I don't think that I'm going to get too much argument there. So maybe, maybe you take a risk there, but at the same time, um, I think they feel really good about where their rotation is. I think the, you know, the one thing about the off season that didn't necessarily surprise me, but at the same time, I 
still kind of question where they're going. You know, when they got rid of Roger McDowell, I think it was pretty. I think I made it pretty clear I didn't agree with the move. I thought it was short-sighted. I thought it was, you know, a, a move to be more coddling to some of these younger players who, who couldn't take tough love. Um, you know, this is a guy who was, you know, he's a pretty good. I think he's as good a coach as they've had, you know, at any point in time since I've been covering this team. Uh, they they said they didn't like the way he handled young pitching, and then they go out and get two forty year olds right off the bat. But uh, <laughs> but, but but as as October uh, went on, I did hear that that Dickey and Cologne were probably their their uh, top two targets. So it really wasn't too surprising when they uh, you know got those two guys there in November. I think the, the most surprising part might have been that you know Cologne was willing to leave New York, but at the same time he's so close to you know the the most wins. Uh, record by a Dominican Latin pitcher. Uh, he's got he's got those records sitting right there in front of him. Uh, he he wanted a, an opportunity to pitch, and he's obviously has that relationship that you've known about, you know, for a long time there yeah. back there in Cleveland with John Hart. So that helped. You know, Jaime Garcia is a bit of a gamble in my mind. You, you look at his injury history. The Braves keep saying that, uh, well, he's in a contract year. He's motivated. I, you know, look, I, I think Mike Hampton was motivated. You know, I, I, sometimes your body just doesn't allow you to do things you want to do. But at the same time, they didn't give up a lot for him. Uh, you know, they've shown their willingness to flip guys uh, in the past. It's not necessarily as easy to flip a guy with a $12 million contract. But if he's pitching effectively, um, you know, they're going to have to create some spots for, you know, like like I said, some of those young pitchers. You don't want to you don't want to block their path. Um, so if a Whistler Blair – Newcomb Freed is a, is ready in June or July, somewhere in that area. Um, you know, you do want to create a spot, so maybe, maybe you flip a Garcia or either one or one of those other two guys, the two forty year olds. Yeah, Garcia. In a con- I mean, a contract year. It's it's not a question of motivation; it's a question of ability. We always talk yeah. about contract years. I mean, there's there's always guys who have terrible contract years. It's just the contract year is not the driving force. It's it's the conditions, your your body, your ability, and whatnot. So. Um, another narrative we like, Mark, in this business is guys returning home or guys returning to their roots. But here's one I can't shake. Matt Wieters. I can't <laughs> shake this one. I know it's been said publicly, but he's still lingering out there in the market. There's not a lot of great, obvious fits for him. Uh, he went to Georgia Tech, of course. Um, now, Tyler Flowers did put up good numbers last season, but um, do you think there's any possibility Wieters falls in this club's lap uh, in the new year? Uh, you know, this price is, you know, his price is probably going to have to fall far below expectations. Um, yeah. You know, I get it. I understand why there's interest. But, I mean, as far back as July, August, when I was asking about Weeders, well, let, let's, let me make this clear. I mean, obviously, at that point in time, Ramos had not suffered a knee injury, and, and he right. was more attractive. Um, so, you know, I'll preface it by saying that. But let's. You know, even even when I was saying, well, what about Weeders? You know, they're, they're saying, look, he's, you know, he's over 30. Um, you know, it's just a, a big catcher like that. You just don't know exactly how he's going to uh, continue to evolve over the next years. Can he stay healthy? Uh, he's had some some injury history, obviously himself. There's just really never been interest. At the same time, the longer he link, uh, lingers out here on the free agent market, you know, I think the Braves have to at least do their due diligence and say, okay, at this price, does it make sense? Um, but at the same time, if I had to put a percentage on him landing here, I'm still probably going to put it in between, uh, you know, five to 10%. And that, that's, that's probably being generous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so there you have it. The latest word from Mark Bowman. And we'll continue to check in with him throughout 2017 as the Braves new, move into a new ballpark and look to move up the NLE standings. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Atlanta Braves edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.